welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Every week on the show, Mike, we aim to disrupt the way that entrepreneurs think about their business in order to make them more profitable and productive. And this week, I want to change things up a bit. I want to disrupt the way people think about Mike Bounds. Okay. You ready for this? So I want to know who is Michael Bounds? How would you describe that? Um, well, some of the people listen to the show. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a Christian. I know I, I mentioned that. Um, and uh, I'm just a hard worker. I'm just a, I just, I just go. So I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I think you've referred to yourself as a tank before, right? I am a tank. Tell me about this tank uh, analogy. Um, the closest thing I can like explain it is when you watch the Will Smith video about the about the treadmill. Have you guys seen that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Like I literally feel like I see this is I I think this is I kind of hacked myself and it's kind of a good thing. It's kind of a bad thing. Um, I remember hearing a story about Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan um, was playing basketball with a guy and he was tired. And right when he got tired, Michael Jordan thought he was going to put his hands on his knees. And he was he was going to like relax. And right before he did that, the guy he was playing did that. And so what he did (laughs) that told Michael Jordan that he was tired. Yeah. And it gave him a second win. So every time I feel tired, I hack myself. And I think that's when the net my competition is tired. Okay, I keep going. So I hear, I hear there's a streak of like competitiveness in it then, if that's, if that's the case. So like, totally. so the will, the, you're, you're like treadmill, um, like the analogy. Dive, the yeah. Will, yeah. Like, so Will Smith's quote was the only thing that I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. That's it. It's in like, if, if we're running next to each other on a treadmill, I'm not afraid to die on this treadmill to beat you. You're going to get off of this treadmill. <laughs> Okay. And I'm fat. <laughs> so that's so that's where the tank part comes in, not the that's, treadmill. Yeah, that's I'm I, I'm kind of relentless like that. <laughs> okay. So, uh how did you get here today? How did you get to where you are from a like life and business standpoint? Okay. Um okay, like my resume. Um so but not the like boring Microsoft no, Word no, version. No. Um no, I won't give you the Microsoft Word version. Um I, I got lucky and I got into new home construction. Um, a few How did years you get ago. lucky though? Um, I was actually in the middle of, of I start. I built a house and okay. the sales counselor kind of recognized that I would be good at it. And I, I was Were you working. like hustling him on his job or something. No, I don't know. I, I don't know what he saw in me. <laughs> and, and so he's like, man, you'd be really good at this. And I was making $40,000 a year. Um, in IT sales, and uh, literally two weeks after he made that statement, I, I got laid off. You remember the whole bank in the 2008 when all the yeah. banks started buying each? Yeah. So that's I. That's when that happened. So um, anyway, I worked for a company that serviced banks, um, and I just I went in there. I was terrible at it, um, but it gave me the opportunity to to like fail like yeah. fail in my business and learn so you got into new home you got into new home construction in 2008 9 basically 
Yeah. So yeah, you whether you were terrible at it or not, you were going to fail, dude. Right? Yeah. Like, we were taking price. I remember taking a twenty thousand dollar price decrease, <laughs> which is crazy because now it's like a twenty thousand dollar price increase Incre- every yeah, week. Or I so. was yeah. there. I was there yeah. making the material lowering prices. <laughs> That's when I got into new home sales. People are like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So when you say you failed, how much did you fail? Oh, uh, man, I like failed. How, would you, how, how could you describe that? Or like, how bad was it? Um, uh, colossal. Um, <laughs> like, are we talking like repo in cars? Like re, or like just not sell, like no income, a little bit of income? You mean at, at like, okay, like. From a, like, you mean like building my business? Well, no, like when you were in new home construction, like how bad was 0809 when you said oh. you failed at it? Like, okay, so, okay, oh, I remember 0809. I, I remember, um, the sales, I was in a neighborhood and there was no construction. Like there hadn't been any construction in the neighborhood for six months and people would just keep coming into my model home and just ask me, you know, ask us all kinds of questions about why we're not. So when you go to sell something, there's nothing back there moving. <laughs> and the people before me, uh, the sales counselor before me had sold, um, they sold um, eight houses total between the two of them the whole year before. Okay. And so I took this over, uh, over this neighborhood. Um, and so from a failure perspective, um, like it just, it, it, it teaches you so much because this is the thing when everything is rolling really well, you, there's no, there's no learning in that. Yeah. Not usually for most people there usually isn't. Yeah. So, um, anyway, from that experience and, and another, another experience is when I I worked at CP Morgan. So, um, and that was in that 0809 and, um, what I learned from that is if you have an opportunity, you have to take advantage of that opportunity to the fullest. So I worked there um, and they had the American Idol style, like where they they literally took us in a room. Were you they, on American Idol? No. Now, no, now I'm intrigued. Oh. No, they took us in a room and they literally fired the whole room. Like they would take <laughs> they took half the room and they said, OK, this room is okay. gone. And I was in that room. And that stuck with me. I got in that room and that was my chip for years. And I knew if I ever got that, got that opportunity to ever be there again, that I would not lose it. So, so you got cut from, okay. I got cut. They, they cut me. I was in that room. They eventually filed, filed bankruptcy and uh, went out of business. Correct. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, within a year of that, they went out of business. So I don't want to say that that was a normal thing. That was right before they were going out of business. Yeah. So, but in that first room, I took that to be honest with you, it ended up being a blessing. Was that the only job you were fired from? Uh, Laid off. Sorry. Come on, uh, man. I, I, I like to. I, I just accept reality. <laughs> so, <laughs> and no, I've been laid off another time. Okay, the IT okay. company well, you, that I was talking I, I, about. I, I happily tell everyone that I've been fired from every job I've ever had. So, yeah. like, it's okay. Yeah. No, that that <laughs> moment when I got laid off, I used that to fuel me, man. Like, yeah. I knew when I got the opportunity to work at Pulte, I knew what I had. And so when I did that, I really, I really leaned in. So there's nothing like having something taken from you. Yeah, that's cool. So then from Pulte, then you, um, 
Because you were doing well at Pulte, correct? Yeah, After I did the great. Recession. I loved it. So, well, I wasn't at first. At first, I was at Pulte. I wasn't. I didn't do very well. But I, I actually kind of learned from a. Um, I started learning from a, like a art form. Like I started to actually like study um, sales uh, from a sales perspective. And yeah, I worked at Pulte. Eventually, uh, was really good there. Did I loved it? It was a really good. Um, I had a great time there. So, yeah. So, interestingly, like, you, do you think that that your success at uh, Pulte that as you as you evolved and grew was a byproduct of the training, like the sales training environment? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what it did is it allowed me like a laboratory to where I could like take different techniques and yeah. I can actually use it in a way that's safe. Like when you're a real estate agent. You only have so many cracks at the bat, but when you're in a model home, yeah. you know, you just have people coming in so you could just get really good at that part yeah, of the business. You could be really repetitive. You can try something that doesn't work, improve the technique, redo it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like a laboratory. It's, yeah. it's And so I got pretty good. Um, that's where I really got, I started uh, social media, getting really good as in a, in a model home. I was doing that back in... I bet you five years ago, six you know, years it, ago. It's interesting. I don't want to go too far off topic with it, but I, I like I ask you that question because I think sales training and good sales training is oh. is so incredibly undervalued oh. as as like um, a requirement for people. Even if you're naturally someone who's good at sales, because that's just your natural demeanor, sales training is like world class. I think to help from an improvement standpoint. I mean, I know all of us have been in formal sales training and it's, I know for me, it's been massively impactful for my business. Yeah. And especially if you lean into it, um, it allows you, so this is the thing you can only get so far on your natural, naturally yeah. on your natural talent. So, um, okay. Uh, the hard part is once you get to that level, you need coaching and training in order to kind of help break that. And so um, what training has allowed me to do is to standardize my, you know, what it is I'm doing, what works, what doesn't work, and then I can adjust. Yeah. Yeah. It so makes a, huge, totally a geek. huge difference. In fact, I, I still think it's one of the biggest um, pitfalls for real estate is, is that there really is not real estate sales process training. And, um, you know, it's something that, that you and I both do um, I have from, a, from a business perspective with our agents um, at the at the office and within our teams, because it's a it's a must have, in my opinion, or, or there's a re or people will really struggle, especially in today's market. So. And I still do it, you guys. Like I still, yeah. I have two coaches. I the, this weekend training. They were trying to convince. They were trying to convince us to make fifty phone calls a day. Yeah, and I'm like, only fifty. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's like, That's oh, awesome. like I'm taking, I'm taking basic because yeah. I'm always picking that. I've, a technique I'm like ah never I forgot about that technique yeah. or yep. so yeah I, I I'm totally in the training and So when you think about your strengths then are your is would you say what's your biggest strength is it is it having had that sales training or is it that relentlessness or what is what uh what is your biggest strength So I've been trained a lot I am relentless um my biggest strength would be I'm almost like a combination of those things, but I would say um, I'm able to learn. Like I read a lot of books. Okay. You know what I think my biggest strength is? 
um, I take action. Yeah, that's true. So, like, yeah. it's one thing to be organized. It's one thing to, like, um, be, it's, like, you have to take action or nothing happens. You have to take a first step. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you definitely do that. I don't know if that's my greatest strength. I don't know. What is my greatest yeah, strength? Yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. When you say that, um, I, that's actually something that I know you, you, we've talked about it before. I mean, you definitely, I'm almost like, I would call that like you're like a pusher almost. Like <laughs> you're, you're, you're pushing, you're pushing for the outcome or pushing for the like action, truly, which is a good thing because a lot of people will wait. Yeah. Like you don't, you're not impatient, but you, you don't really wait on much. No, I don't. I want to get it off my plate. And that's a, but understanding that like balance between not being really ridiculously impatient and annoying and pushing for an outcome or taking action towards that outcome. Um, you, you do have a really good uh, way of knowing that balance. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's interesting. Um, I guess I would say the other thing is, is um, you're you're very likable as in you have a you have a very like um someone someone described said to me this week uh, described it, i think as charming Aww. and i'm like well i don't know about uh Aww. i don't know about I that mean, part you're me <laughs> you can't tell <laughs> so so um Aww. yeah taking action and being likable i think is a, is yeah. a great skill set so um so when you think about times that you've like failed or messed up okay Obviously, I mean, you can't go. I mean, I guess you could go with your your CP Morgan time frame. But is there any other times that you think you've messed up or failed in a way that was more substantial than maybe something you've mentioned? Yeah, like I mean, building the whole real estate team, you just failed the whole time. <laughs> like everything <laughs> is a failure. Like you're literally plane crash, plane crash, plane crash, and then all of a sudden something happens, and so like. I mean, it's almost like there's like one failure when it's literally a series of failures every day. (laughs) (laughs) Every it's just thank goodness, you know, you know, out of that there might be, you know, something that you know that is a good thing enough of the time. So when they when the whole yeah, you just hope there are survivors from every one of those plane crashes. That's (laughs) the goal, right? Yeah, it's just when you're an entrepreneur, you're always putting out fires. So so. like if you could quantify those like business failures with a team, is there something specifically where you're like, this is what I failed at the most in building your in building your business? Yeah, like the biggest part, um, like man, I could just pick so many, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, like. Um, I failed at like smelling the roses. Okay. Yeah. And I still fail at it. Yeah. And I actually think that that is like driving me to be better. Okay. So then I, I want to focus on serving and helping more people mm-hmm. and doing it less. And I think that, um, it's, man, I, my son's over here. I don't know how much I missed that. Yeah. You know, them growing up and um, like that's what's so it's great that I have Julian around because I get to kind of relive their, their, you know, childhood. But I feel bad about that. From from the fact that like you had to go through the the grind experience of providing 
yeah. and trying to figure out how to be a parent at a young age yeah. and I was figure out some sort of balance. Yeah. And I, I've said repeatedly, there's no way I could have done that. I wasn't, I don't think at 19, I would have been remotely 19. capable to do it. Yeah. Uh, especially as in, as an old parent now, it seems like, <laughs> so I know that I couldn't do it comparative to where the, where I am today. Um, so like, would you say you failed business wise? Um, you said not, not stopping to smell the roses. Um, it, what, what else, what else like in building your business has been one of the harder challenges or failures? So I feel like that's a cliffhanger. Can I go back and clean that up? Yeah, sure. So not smelling the roses, that's kind of like the sim- like the symptom, but then how did I fix it is leverage. Okay. So then you, you understand like you can do more by uh, having a team around you and taking that off your plate. So I just wanted to clean up so, that. So, okay, I, I thought you would say that as your, um, is that, that you would say that people maybe were or getting or building um, a team of people was maybe something that was a failure. Um, That's what I'm saying. Okay. I guess I'm saying in a way that I, I need. To okay. Clean it so up. when you think about that though, you've, you've always had people in your organization. Um, would you say that it wasn't a matter of like trying to have people, but maybe not having the, what, the right people for your organization or the right training and resources to get them there at the time. So what it is, is like you're failing, right? Mm-hmm. So then you hire people and then that's a failure. Because it's, when you're failing, they're automatically going to fail. Yeah. Well, they're or likely going to. They may fail. Yeah. You're not good at like, this is the thing. I'm a really good salesperson. I'm a really good real estate agent. That doesn't make me a good entrepreneur. Yeah. So there's a lot of muscles and different skill sets you have to exercise. And hiring is one of them. Yeah. So I'm an optimistic person. So yep. when I hire people, I tend to think they can do what they say they can do <laughs> versus what they can actually do. And so it took me a really long time to know that, like, so when you hire somebody and it's a colossal failure, while you're getting your teeth kicked in, you get your teeth, it makes you not want to get your teeth kicked in again. <laughs> yeah. Right. So then you say, you know what, I'm not going to do it. But the thing is, it's just like when I'm working with a client, the more clients I work with, the more I can see trends and patterns and know when I can help them and when they need this or when they need that. Now that I'm meeting with agents and interviewing people, I can literally see you're going to be a hot mess. Yeah. You're going to be a, you know, you're a rock star. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference. I do truly. I I hate to say this, but like what comes to mind is like when you go, if you date a lot or you go on a lot of dates, you can see it's easier to figure out. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm older now. Not a good fit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you are a great person. We're just not a good fit. Yeah. And that's That's the big difference. That's where I feel like um, sales training really does come in handy though, is you do, you learn how to ask better questions throughout the process so then you can better and more effectively help the clients. Yeah. But then also in turn use that same knowledge into everyday life. It's the numbers. Like you can literally see red flags. You know, you're not working with me. You know, what's interesting though is, is like hiring, you know, if, um, is, is incredibly complicated. I think about um, hiring in the way that's like, if 50% of marriages fail, why would we think that more than 50% of our hires would yeah. actually yeah. work? We, yeah. we as people uh, evolve to lie 
as a survival mechanism. Yeah. And so people lie really well in interviews, whether consciously or subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes we tell optimistic stories and, and people get good at telling the same optimistic narrative because oftentimes they believe that. Yeah. And um, I want to think I could do it. I, pre- I applied to CEO jobs 10 years ago yeah. thinking that I, could, <laughs> I knew what I was yeah. doing. You and know? you might have been able to sell your way through to, through the interview process if, uh, potentially. If you know what I know now, I was not, that was, there was no reason for me to apply. Right? <laughs> right. You know? But, it's so truly like, I think that that's one of the things that, that factors into being one of the challenges of hiring because I, at this point, like, I feel like I've hired and interviewed a lot of people and still make a lot of hires that don't work long term. In fact, if you think about it, like Gary Keller wrote a course, which is amazing. It's, that amazing. it's taught Take at, it at Keller Williams career visioning mm-hmm. and still has when when Keller Williams became the number one real estate company in the world, that entire leadership team is gone, mm-hmm. and that's th- four years later. Right, and and the new leadership team or the new leadership that was replaced that team is now gone. Right, and so uh, even the best of the best with the most experience in hiring still struggle. Um, from a long-term retention perspective. Jesus had 12 disciples. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I always say that. There was one of them. He was wrong on one of them. Well, he knew. But see, yeah. that's how I get grace. Like, look, Jesus had 12 and one of them ratted on him. Yeah. So. What, have you, what have you learned, though, by hiring more people? Is it to hire better, train better, lead better, what do you, or differently? What have you learned from that? Um, all of like the what above. could other people what could other people implement from your mistakes? All, all of all the above. It's the the thing is, it's all mathematics. It's numbers, and so the problem is, most people want to hire one person, and they, you have to talk to a hundred people. Yeah, yeah. You have to talk to a hundred people, and then within, like I tell people, don't marry, don't marry that person you married when you was eighteen. If you knew I married. This is going to be on TV. I want to <laughs> this is going to be on YouTube. But and this is an episode. But anyway, you you have to date. You have to see a whole bunch of people in order to see. Okay, this person fits. And so when you get into the business and you're a young leader, uh, and then another thing that I didn't understand is influence. Not only do you have to have you have to have talented people, you have to have people that you can influence. I say this and this, and there's like influence both ways. If you're a rock star and you're talented and I ask you to do something and it doesn't get done, that's a problem. Right? Yeah. So anyway. So when you say influence, then do do you mean um, that, that people have to like follow your instructions, follow no, your lead. I'm okay. not a so I'm a servant leader, so I don't yeah. feel like um, I don't like I don't feel like um, everything that I do within my organization I've done. Yeah. So, but like if if you say if you have an executive assistant, you ask them to like, hey, you know, will you follow up on this? And then they don't do. There's that. no follow up. Yeah. And there's no follow up. Then that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. So maybe um, I worded that clunk a little. No, no, no. You no, okay. you're good. I, I know I know your intent. Um what's the heart what what's been the most challenging leadership skill to develop or to learn? What do you what do you I either struggle with the most now or have I was gonna say, struggled I'm, to like improve upon 
um, and get get level ten with level ten. This challenging leadership skill to develop for you. Can I? Can this be multiple choice? <laughs> you can pick. You you can pick. How about two? Okay. Give, give <laughs> oh, you mean, well, you, oh, you mean throw, I'm going to I'm like, going to give you these. Narrow uh, it down. Um, gosh, I guess I'll just think of, I'll throw out a few leadership traits. I think leadership traits would be like consistency, um, influence, clarity, um, casting vision, defining the mission and the objective. It's clarity. Um, I think it's clarity. Okay. So, um, this is what stops everybody is fear. Okay. Everybody's scared, but fear is only a byproduct of a lack of clarity. So then when you are clear about everything, you're emboldened. You walk with boldness. And so my job is when I fear something, I get clear about it. And then I no longer fear it. See what I'm saying? So like the, um, from a, from a, like, that's why I read a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah. Like once I can like see it, how do you get? So I get what you're saying because I guess I'm gonna let me try to categorize. Let me see if I if I understand your clarity. Um, when we think about this podcast, um, we started out doing this um, in last summer, okay, mm-hmm. and we originally started it as a conversation around um, race relations, right? And then you followed up and said, "Hey, that was a great conversation. I really enjoyed doing that. Let's do it again." We, so because you're an action taker, we did another one and then you're like, let's do some more of this because so then you took action and you got a book and learned about podcasting and how to, um, improve upon that. Is, did that give you clarity to do more of it? Yes. Okay. So then from a leadership perspective, then you have clarity, but how do you get clarity to, to the people who need it in order for them to take action? So, um, just being really clear, like, so having model systems and models yeah, that they follow and then, um, measuring and then having a standard and just saying, Hey, this is where, this is how we roll here. Yeah. So do then when you, when you say clarity is a difficult challenge to de- a difficult skill set to develop, um, do you have, do you have any challenge, do you have any struggles or challenges with, um, like giving clear directions or helping other people get clarity or I don't think I do. you need it in order for you to take action. And yeah, and I need, it. so like okay. for me to have the vision, to cast a vision, I need to be really clear on what that vision is. Yeah. And normally the reason why people fear big visions is because they lack clarity around it. <laughs> and when you realize yeah. how simple it is, yeah. it emboldens you to take action when other people don't. Yeah, that's a big complaint about about me is I don't I don't give a lot of clarity and so no, well, I'm just curious. Yeah, if, I mean I don't do know. Do you articulate I'm, well with clarity? You think like I, so you can describe it well and you can paint it, paint a clear picture. Do you guys think so with my little analogies? I keep saying I, I keep looking at mine. I was like, this is an analogy. This is an analogy. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you think I? I don't know. I think that I'm pretty good. I at, was looking at Kate just because I know she's got experience from. But maybe handling like what did you do for Michael this week? So a couple different projects you're working on right now for the Uh Indy Metro West office. No, it's not bad. (laughs) The the interesting thing is my experience with Michael is he also kind of trusts us to do our thing. So I don't need too much direction from him. So I don't know how great my answer is, but you ba- he's basically been working on just like vendor spotlights and just like talking to the people who are at 
the Indy Metro West office. And so he can send me, like, he can sit down and talk with them and then sends it to me and is like, let's produce it. Like, tell me what the best thing to do with this is. So I guess in that sense, I would be saying that one of his strengths is knowing what's not his strength. So he does just pass it off. And then, like, I've now watched you, like, talk to a bunch of people on Zoom and they're all people that are, like, very different personalities. <laughs> and so when he was bringing up that, like, people are saying you're charming, like, you are, like, enigmatic. And, like, I can tell that all the different range of people that have yeah. talked to you, like, they immediately feel comfortable with you where, like, I would not be good at doing that. So that a listener can understand how to how to do if they struggle with giving clarity uh, or providing that to people. Um Paint the, paint the picture between the two of us because I, I think I don't do a great job with clarity. And I think, I I think Mike does a, a, be, a much man. better job. What's the difference <laughs> or our, like as someone who may receive vision and direction? That's a really good point. Because um, I guess what I said, though, is he still pretty much will send me like what he did and says, like, just kind of do something with it so you guys actually both kind of do that okay what i what it is is that and it's hard for you Mm -hmm. but what would happen is if you would dropped it or if you would have did something crazy or if it looked all hot mess i would have fired you and got somebody else right so i give you the opportunity okay show me what you got right as soon as you prove yourself i ain't thinking about it i'm gonna let you (laughs) go about your day i'm gonna let you and i'm like oh this is nice and then i'm gonna throw it out there yeah you've recorded like a bunch of them (laughs) that's it yeah so you send them and i download them and each week i can pull from one so that's the focus instead of like focus on getting you better Mm -hmm. like i try i just get rid of you so i'm gonna make then the argument that says that clarity is actually not what your strength is you're actually delegating to people who um, understand how to take an abstract concept into a tangible outcome. Yeah. Is that integrated? I would almost say, cause you said clarity you thought was what you struggled with the most in leadership. And I just wonder if you don't. Um, I think that I did. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're saying. I think that when I burned out that uh, being becoming organized and, um, you know, becoming organized. Yeah. <laughs> it allows you to give you, I mean, it, it does allow me. you to have mental clarity as yes. well to see yeah. a vision more effectively and when now everything's can, not chaotic. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. I can like delegate because I have an action list. And I look at my actions list and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Kate, I don't yeah. want to do that. Shailene. Yeah. And so it's given me, well, before it would sit on my list. I don't know. You did the whole uh, CR. You did something for me. I bet you, I bet you I, I had that on my list for a year. Wow. Yeah, the MailChimp integration. Yeah, and then I was just like, you know what, Kate, do this. And so that's, you know what, that's what I learned how to do. That was the biggest thing. You know, it is fascinating, though, because you bring up the point about it was on your list for a year. Um, that's the realization I have is if something's on my list, I'm avoiding it. Yes. Either, either because I don't know how to do it or I don't um, want to do it. Right. Either one. So yeah. somebody else has got to do it. Yeah. So get if it, it has off to my be list. done, it either needs to go away. And doesn't need done or somebody else has to do it at that point. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It sounds like you got, so now you're kind of saying like clarity is what you used to struggle with and delegating is what allowed you to have your own clarity then. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Being able to do that. And I still struggle with it. I mean, I still do things that I don't need to do. It's outside of my scope. 
Um, so I still struggle with it, but now I'm super aware of it. And I'm always looking for opportunities to delegate. So that's good. I mean, that's a huge, uh, leadership skill set is to, to learn how to delegate for sure. Yeah. Um, as we wrap things up, is there, is there anything that you, when you think back the last five years, is there, is there one thing that you've learned or implemented or done that you would advise everyone um, as an entrepreneur and as a real estate agent to implement that's been pivotal for your life and your career? Last five years. Last five years. The, you, um, the, did you think you would be here today? No. Well, <laughs> you guys say here today, like, I, I still feel like I'm still kind of. Well, I mean, I think it's important to realize you have a successful real estate business and you run and you lead, you know, nearly 100, 100 real estate agents. And didn't uh, I mention earlier about smelling the roses with 11 percent of a, our market I'm share? The roses guy. <laughs> so yeah. 11, when you have 11 percent of market share in a market, I mean, that's, I know, that, you I know, know, that's I'm just uh, being, I'm humble. Yeah. I'm being humble. Um, you know, um, you, you're learning the whole way. Um, and um, I couldn't do, the thing is, it's not me. Yeah. One, it's God. Like, that's the biggest thing that's kind of changed in my life is the way I visit, I, I weigh everybody, you know, it's God. And then two, it's just people. And so um, I'm able to lead all these people and do all these things, but in all reality, I've just discovered that the it's like cooking a salad. I can either have I can I can go and throw in bad ingredients or I can go in and get some Angus beef. Yeah. And so like the the better the ingredients, you know, the better the outcome. So that's the biggest thing that I've learned and um the in the 5 years, let me think. Consistency. The biggest difference between Michael Bounds, 2005 or 2016, and Michael Bounds is that habits, mm -hmm. big, huge, ridiculous habits and models. So yeah. whatever, whatever business you're in, if you're an insurance, if you're a loan officer, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a real estate agent, read the Millionaire Real Estate Book, MREA, and build that. I've read that book six times and then the family reunion Gary Keller says 10 times minimum so guess what I started seven <laughs> <laughs> so um, follow big models and big things will happen just take one step <laughs> <laughs>